I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Euros are just around the corner. And if you're excited about the festival of football that's to come, Make sure you're listening to On the Continent across this summer's European Championships. Join me, Andy Brassel, Dot Nadabayo, and a host of other expert European football journalists for everything you need to know about one of the most eagerly anticipated summer tournaments in ages. We'll have shows dedicated to answering your burning questions, a breakdown of the potential winners from all over the continent, and we'll be reacting to the biggest matches as soon as they happen. It's a European football summer, and we've got everything you need. Search On The Continent in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Frank de Boer spelt the ball. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Let me into your window, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Brighton made history in the Manchester derbies this weekend. It's Friday, 27th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushan Hattaraja. Everybody, it's Friday, and what a Friday it is on the football ramble! My goodness, Andy Brassel, you've got a hoodie on, you big hoodlum. Yep, there's confirmation. <laughs> well, Brighton did beat Ajax two 0 last night. They got their first ever win in Europe uh, against the four-time European champions. That's how Brighton should and obviously will frame it. Of course, Ajax are crap at the moment, <laughs> um, and they are managerless. But let's not that's not the point, is it, though, Fish? This is a huge scout for Brighton, uh, their first win, of course. They got off to a sticky start against AK Athens uh, a few weeks ago. Good point in Marseille, but this, despite Ajax's uh, current predicament, is a marquee result. 
Yeah, yeah, it's the sh- same shirt. It's the same club name. I also like the fact that Mitoma was excellent and a few times did them with Cruyff turns. And it's like, how down are you that we're using your own intellectual property against you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess of a club. Yeah, yeah. indeed. I think they lost a talismanic manager, Marcus, and they haven't been able to recover since. I'd say so. A um, little bit of narrative, of course, uh, Andy Brassel. Uh, this was the, uh, the Chubba Akpom derby. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. Interesting. He did have a very short loan spell on Brighton after I Googled <laughs> him and found that out. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's there. I mean, Ajax fans are quite enraged about that. Why yeah, is it's that not going well, is it? No, but on on the other hand, I think not the, the story, fact that a lot of internet-y Ajax fans have been pinning it on him is a bit harsh because, I mean, he's got competition for the worst signing of this last summer. They spent a lot of money to get quite a lot worse. Well, there we are. Well, the, the, one of the big takeaways of last night, of course, is that Brighton recorded the most passes and the most possession, 65% uh, with the possession stats, of any Ajax opponent since Opta Records began in 2014. That's amazing, isn't it? And I, I, I genuinely believe it doesn't matter how bad Ajax are at the moment. Like, this is the point, right? This is the whole point of this. Yeah. You, you want to see your team do well, have an amazing European night like this against the totally. giant and just, just totally. comfortably dick on them. Yeah. Just like, you know, it was only 2-0, but... I don't know if Brighton felt like it, but maybe could have been more. Maybe they didn't want to waste goals. It was a they very we might need them against a better opposition <laughs> in the Europa League. It was I a think, very comfortable victory. I think the the best bit was after the Ansu Fati goal, where you, you don't see it all the time, but when Roberto De Zerbi sees his team reach the pinnacle of De Zerbi ball, mm. and he's like, yes, 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 <laughs> and he's just going nuts. I love that. Where he's like, that, that is what we've been working for every day of the week for the past however many weeks. Mm, yeah, it's pretty marvellous. So it was a beautiful goal. It was. And, and I mean, Lewis Dunk, we, we do love him, Vish, played a lovely uh, through ball in the build up to the first goal. And again, just shows you once more how far Brighton have come because they nearly got blown off the face of the earth in the 90s, of course, yeah. aka out of the Football League. Oh, I thought you meant like um, climate change. Right. <laughs> Just because they're down there, aren't rising they? sea don't, levels. Yeah, don't exactly. Bring yeah. your conspiracy theory <laughs> to this table. That's why I was confused. All right. You were probably talking about aliens, weren't you? Yeah. Um, Earlier on, you were saying none of that was happening. <laughs> well, you likened Jim to the bloke from Men in Black a minute ago. Oh, because he did the face. He did the face. He wanted uh, what he, was it? Sugar in water. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets He's that always ordering that. Yeah, we didn't notice before. Uh, he gets it every week, despite what the dentist says. But uh, back to the to the task in hand, fish. Yeah, um, we're talking about Lewis Dunk. Yeah, mm. he. Um, I suppose like a lot of. A a lot of the um, the good things about Brighton, the the you know the foundations are still there. I don't necessarily mean like with the owners and some of the backroom stuff, but someone like Lewis Dunk, even Pascal Gross, who they got when they got into the Premier mm-hmm, League, mm-hmm. have just continued on this upward trend. I, I think that's. I mean, we we know this about how far for, are you going to go with this? Was Bobby Zamora in the crowd or something? He might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but what, what we what we I suppose now see a bit more because it's written about a bit more, it's talked about a bit more, um, is that we should never judge players and by proxy clubs on a specific ceiling or, mm-hmm. or regard them as having a, a set ceiling, as it were. Because mm-hmm. no one would predict that Lewis Dunk would be, you know, playing, you know, midfield, cutting through balls yeah. from from the back. Because no, no, I suppose no one has ever put him in the position to do that. He's having found his, that strength of his. Yeah, yeah, he's having his Tony Adams under Arsene Wenger moment, isn't he? Oh, that, okay, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's what he's having. Oh, I'll tell you what, if they, if they reach the final, Lewis Dunk, can you believe it? <laughs> that would be quite something, wouldn't it? Oh, we all want that. Yeah, I mean, look, Ajax have not won in nine games in all competitions. I was sacking their manager on Monday. 
what are they, second bottom in the Eredivisie? Yeah, yes, their worst start in history, isn't it? It is absolutely ridiculous. The, 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 the manager they sacked, by the way, demanded the club get rid of one of his coaches, who's now the caretaker mm-hmm. coach. So there's a, a little mugging off there, of course. But yeah, for Henrik more, is Maduro, who used to play for Barcelona. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. So for more on Ajax's current situation, do listen to yesterday's on the continent, um, where uh, all the all the all the gang discussed whether Ajax and Leon are really too good or too big to be relegated. Nope, they're not. No, who is Andy? Who is? Are Leon too big to be relegated? That's all that. I'll tell you who's too big. You are absolutely in the mud. You are down bad. (laughs) Imagine if Turkey get relegated. (laughs) (laughs) That's been a bad year. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, too big to be relegated? Everton, it would would assume. But anyway, more on them later. Mm. Um, Last night, of course, Liverpool got a a big 5-1 victory against Toulouse. Uh, We were talking about uh, Darwin Nunes and his um, chaotic energy, of course, the the other day. There was a lot of it on show at Anfield last night, Jim Campbell. Yeah, oh my God. I mean... I've seen people insisting that actually it was an assist that he deliberately ran with the goalkeeper, <laughs> hit the post, mm-hmm. and uh, passed it to Ryan Gravenberch that way. Talking and I, I like to believe that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean that's bollocks, of course. But the the way he fell to his knees, yeah, when, when both rage and relief at yeah, the same time, exactly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a player look like red in the face through embarrassment during a game before. Do you think it was that bad? Yeah, I think he was. He was genuinely red in the face when he got when he got up. Right. He, but he did, he did Blushing. so well to to get that get into oh, that position. The way it was, it was amazing. Yeah, like, like the the skip round the defender and the yeah. skip round the goalkeeper. Elite. Like, like, you know, 99 percent of goalkeepers will, uh, of players will never be able to do that. Yeah, but he he would have known as soon as he rounded the goalkeeper. He's like, right, two things good. Oh, this is the one thing bad, isn't it? I think it's <laughs> yeah. this is, this is I, what it is. I, I, two out of three ain't bad. Well. Yeah. The energy comes from mugging people off, doesn't he? So he's rounded the goalkeeper and he's done that bit. He's lost interest. <laughs> Putting the ball in the net, just suddenly he's not thinking about it, forgets yes. he's got to do it properly. Yes. Oh, hit the post, that's right. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I'm maybe I'm, I'm trying to think of this just too much, but I do quite like the fact that they have a lot of you know, really crisp technical players. They've got someone in Salah who's just a machine mm-hmm. and then they have this little ball of well, big ball of chaos. Yeah. And it's like, right... Just go and be a bit mad. We'll do everything else on the side. Just, you know, if you end up falling off the face of the earth, which you'll want to do, um, we'll just wait for you to come back, but we'll sort it out. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. It. It's true. I, I mean, look, again, it's an interesting one because as uh, an emailer pointed out the other day, what's good for the ramble isn't necessarily good for your club. Is Liverpool good for Darwin Nunes? And bearing think, in mind, he's very good for us. I, I think he'll end up being to, much to our disappointment mm-hmm. and I mean the four of us in this room he'll end up being one of the best players in the Premier League I think it's it's, it's that simple he's, he's, he's just got so much ability he will get there yeah. I think, he's only I think, 24 right yeah and I, I think yeah exactly Jim and I think quite a good example I was comparing him yesterday to Didier Drogba yes actually. I was going to say Drogba yeah. is a player who can look like the best player in the world or a Sunday player in the same <laughs> game yeah and eventually probably Two and a half seasons in at Chelsea, he clicked. Mm. It, it took him. It took him a while, and I would say I reckon Darwin Nunez will end this season with twenty plus goals. This you, season, yeah, this wow. season. Do you in remember all, in all competitions, Andy? Uh, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Just to be on the safe side, <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. Andy. I, I know you, you are be biting my hand off. I know. That. I know. I know you are. Um, 
So what are you saying? Premier League, 20 maybe, plus goals maybe. in the Premier League. But the maybe. thing is, Marcus, you might get nine of those in one game. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Andy, let's let's be clear. Let's cut the crap. What's it, where are these 20 plus goals yeah, going to come? Give, give us 20. dates. Give us yeah. oppositions. All in, the, all in the League Cup? No, where, where is it going to come? You can say in all competitions. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that. Definitely 20 in all competitions. Right, no, okay. Because the listeners will drill down on that, you see. I'm just saving yeah, you a yeah, bit yeah, of admin yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Interesting. Okay, well, yeah, as I say, good win for Brighton. Mitrovic gate again, isn't it? And Well, we were right though, Andy. We were right. So don't worry about that. Just about... Um, well, you, you're either right or wrong. Um, <laughs> like with Andrews Townsend. Exactly. Another one, one. Another one. And climate change. And, <laughs> and Harry Kane. Um, but yes, Brighton, a good win. Liverpool, a good win. Aston Villa, good win as well. 4-1 away from home against Az, or AZ as some call them. Um, Admiral, Admiral Alkmaar. <laughs> Az versus Av. Um, they were 4-0 up, were Av, uh, after 56 minutes uh, against the second place side in the Eredivisie. So this is not one of those crappy Dutch teams like Ajax. Um, this is a proper sign. You and, always have to uh, check before you buy, don't you? <laughs> you do. It's not one of those cra- this is not crappy Ajax, is it? <laughs> uh, they've both been managed by Louis van Gaal to very uh, successful levels. Uh, but it's the sixth time uh, that Aston Villa have scored four or more goals in a game this season. It shows you the scoring prowess that Unai Emery can produce uh, or can make his players produce. Absolutely. And particularly, you know, Leon Bailey had a really good game and he's kind of... People worried about him with Moussa mm-hmm. Diaby coming in essentially um, in his position. But mm-hmm. when he's been involved, he's been really, really good. And that is such an important part of maintaining this sort of form and this mm-hmm. sort of free-flowing football because it can fall off a cliff when legs get tired later on in the season. But it looks like he's keeping a lot of people happy. I believe that's Yuri Tielemann's first goal for Villa, which mm-hmm. he's needed because he's taken a little bit of time to warm up. Well, he was unhappy. starting to see that. He was unhappy not playing a part in the midfield. I mean, you could, that That's midfield is so expect, tight, isn't yeah. it? And, and also, also, if you play like him over the last couple of seasons, why are you turning up at Aston Villa going, I deserve to walk in the team? Yeah. yeah. Mate, you just got relegated. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but so did James Madison. Yeah. Yeah, but he but but played but, well last but season. The, that's the point. Yeah. That is the point, everybody. Another lovely goal for Ollie Watkins as well, one yeah. that he took really, really calmly. It would have been easy to just slash at that. And I think actually, in the form he's in, if he had, he probably would have scored anyway. But he mm-hmm. took a touch, really calm one, took all the sting off the ball. Yeah. Nice and easy. Um, sad times, though, for Aberdeen. They were 2 0 up against Pelk, but conceded three goals in the last 25 minutes. Oh, when they were 2 0 up. Uh, Pitodri was like properly uh, rocking. It was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. It was probably 1983 sort of business. I oh, think man. at two all they were quite unlucky to not have a penalty as well. And then obviously they give one away down the other end. The oh, second goal, which was, was about a centimeter and a half mm-hmm. inside their penalty, so yeah. isn't it? Oh. The, the second, the second power goal was so bad though. Yeah, like the the left back. Duffing up a header and then deflecting the ball into in at the near post. But uh, come on, Viarinha, 2016 Euro winner. He's played like 300 odd games for Pauk. He's like 400 years old and he's still scoring a late equaliser in the Conference League and celebrating it like it's a big deal. That's I, impressive. You've got to respect that. If you're 400 years old, do you get four letters from the king? <laughs> Presumably, yeah. From, yeah. It'd be, from it'd be the other mo- whichever yeah. monarch. He's still here. Incredible, really. Was, though, that, that moment where the third Pauk goal went in was it the saddest moment of um of of the week in Scotland with regards to European football or was it when Brendan Rodgers was trying to get a handshake from Diego Simeone who of course never shakes hands uh, with the with the opposition manager at the end of the game and, mm. and Rodgers was just sort of hanging around there but I think in a situation where you've already set out your stall as someone who doesn't shake hands with people if you then want to give someone a, a further snub it becomes quite difficult but Simeone managed that masterfully by <laughs> not even looking at him yeah that's true yeah, yeah. I, I guess Brendan Rodgers who like obviously likes to think that he's really cosmopolitan mm. has outed himself as 
not at all because, as you say, Diego Simeone never shakes hands. So why did he approach him? Uh, but if it's Rogers, though, if anyone's going to change him, if anyone's going to bring that, if anyone's going to bring that hand towards him, it's going to be uh, it's going to be brother Brendy. You know that Brendan Rogers would see himself as you know a kin of um, Simeone, like you know their yes. thicker sleeves and whatever. Mm. When he goes, when he gives him the half-hearted like handshake and goes down the tunnel, Rogers gives the camera a glance almost to be like he's always like that <laughs> yeah, you know what he's like yeah, we do. we'll probably have, probably have a laugh about this later oh man Bloody over hell. that mate or whatever mm. it's called that little herb thing with the Coca metal straw yeah whatever mate de coca rather <laughs> dear he's, he'd be one of those wouldn't he he'd say he loves it he's never had it yeah yeah yeah. I'd say so um, talking of uh, other sad scenes in European football and the island of Britain of course Newcastle United got beaten by Borussia Dortmund in that uh, sodden night at uh, St James's Park which yourself and Peter did a ramble reacts uh, immediately afterwards Vish we thank you for that it was a lovely listen um, but Newcastle United can get back on the wagon away to Wolverhampton Wanderers back in the Premier League on Saturday at tea time uh, of course two future England managers are going to be duking it out Gary O'Neill and Eddie Howe Big game this, um, uh, uh, Andy Brassel. Uh, Newcastle United, of course, um, they will be slightly disappointed that they didn't get um, a result against Dortmund considering some of the chances. But these things can happen in the Champions League. How do they pick themselves up against Wolverhampton Wanderers? If there is a moment where you're going to be weary Mm -hmm. and and suffer from it in the Premier League, I feel like this is going to be it. Because that was really bloody hard work against Dortmund. Especially in the first half, they spent a lot of Mm -hmm. time chasing and then you think about the fact that um, you have the injuries to to Isaac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Murphy is useful for the squad. Uh, they're clearly not at a hundred percent. If if you're Wolves, you're looking at this and, and licking your lips. Yeah, I would and, say. And I think as well that that if they've got that equaliser, it kind of changes everything, you know. But you've got that as you've just described, and then of course the. Um, the stuff about uh, the, 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 the vision uh, uh, Pete covered uh, on Sandra Tonali, of mm. course, who's now been officially banned from football for 10 months by the Italian Football Federation for breaching betting rules by gambling on matches, including some AC Milan games, when, of course, he is his former club. Now, it's, it, it's also understood that he used illegal gambling websites in Italy, which, uh, you know, obviously it's very problematic. We won't see Tonali in a Newcastle shirt until, what, August 2024, mm. uh, which is... Flipping heck, you know, we're still in October. He'll also miss the Euros if Italy qualify. So it really is a difficult situation. Eddie Howe said last Friday, we will throw our arms around Sandra and protect him and try and give him the love and support he needs to find solutions to the problems he's had. Um, so you mentioned Ivan Tony, of course. We've, we've we've already got a situation that's currently going on in this country uh, with regards to that. And, and Tonali has is, um, is, is got an even bigger ban, I believe, of 10 months than, uh, than, than Tony got. Yeah, there's also um, something that was handed down to him whereby he has to attend... Um meetings um i suppose around his addiction mm-hmm. for eight months after the like th- throughout the eight months after the ban and, six, him, and him and fagioli ba- basically both have to do community service yeah, yeah and they've got 16 right. public appearances or something yeah italy it? as well yes exactly. so it's, it's, i mean that's a lot of disruption it's isn't complicated it, if you're trying to settle into a new country um which um it throws a huge spanner in that work as well if you if you Consider Tonali's, you know, personal life at this point. He's still learning a new language, still adjusting to a new city, a new league. Still he's accidentally booking tables in Weatherspoons. Still accidentally booking tables in <laughs> Weatherspoons. Um, and he's now going to have to be back and forth between, you know, the UK and Italy with that situation. Um, they, they, they've they've looked into that, and the therapy is going to come to him a bit, so that's minimised. Right. So um, right. it, it looks like Newcastle are, are looking after him pretty well. 
which is good to hear. Yes. Yeah. Because as you course. say, the last thing you want is is somebody who's who's who um, we're told is struggling with something just to be kicked to the curb Absolutely. and so we'll get on with it yourself, pal. You know. So yeah, so it's it's a great shame for him, of course, and Newcastle United um, that this is happening. But hopefully, like we say, come August 2024, we'll we'll see him again and he can pick up where he's left off because he's, you know, he's, he's done pretty well. You would say, um, and he played against Dortmund, of course, came on mm, in, in that game. Um, before we move on from from Newcastle and Dortmund, did you see that the Dortmund team bus received a fifty pound fine while parked up in Tynemouth? Uh, when they were uh, in town, of course, 50 pounds. Right, right, right. I've got to stop you here. Here right? we go. They parked, the coach driver parked across six parking spaces <laughs> and he only gets one. Do you know how fucking difficult it is to get a parking space there? <laughs> Not that difficult. When, by the when you're going down is that for... why? There's always yeah. European teams' buses parked everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Andy, you can't find one. He's found six. <laughs> yeah, What's more for you? you, I think. I think so. That's yeah. why he's driving buses for one of Europe's top teams. Yeah. Yeah. And you're here. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to step up to the big leagues driving a bigger vehicle yeah. you need to buck your ideas up uh-huh. young man Andy does drive a big vehicle so he's practising already right, also, okay. also why are they going down to get a calamari wrap which is excellent by the way and chips that's why or, that's or, why or Crusoe's on match day and then follow it up with an ice cream at Demio's. I know. It's the Andy Carroll way. Well, I know. They heard the show. They heard us all about Andy Carroll. Well, let's try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's worked. Yeah. Got themselves a victory, yeah. Well, apparently if they um, do respond uh, in time, then it will only be £25. So, right. European little, little football John Terry's. Little That's what they are. I hope mm-hmm. all the seagulls shat on your bus <laughs> and nicked your chips. Seriously, um, though, they they will pay that fine in time. They're very frugal in Germany, aren't they? Yeah, you'd, you'd expect so, Jim. In the Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, That's a season ticket in the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Who do you fancy for this one, though, Andy? You think Wolves, don't you? Yep. I think they've been quite improved of, of recently. Mm. And mm. like I said, if, if there's a point when Newcastle are going to be weary it's like we've 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 seen with brighton really mm-hmm. I, they're in slightly different positions aren't they because if By- brighton take a bit of collateral damage in the league which is their cost for having a good european run and just as jim was saying just enjoying the experience yes. because for them it was a dream draw i think to get into a group with these massive teams who are not that great at the moment and they're quite capable of beating so they can maybe go further in the competition. Mm-hmm. For Newcastle, they don't want this to just be a one-off. The direction yeah. that the club's going in, mm-hmm. they need to try and compete with it again, compete to get in there again. And I think especially with Tottenham having this revival, that makes it a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think it's, it's, it's tough for them. Yeah, on the Wolves side of the ledger, how impressed have you been with Gary O'Neill, Vish? Because there were question marks over his head when he got the job because obviously you know did a good job with like a sims character a little bit <laughs> yeah. a little bit like yeah. that yeah 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 indeed um he uh, when, when when he got the job people thought well, okay it's all very well at bournemouth but you were a bit of a firefighter there and it was a specific job and a, and a you know specific oh you got a star fire yeah well no sooner did he take the job he was putting out fires at wolves <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear about that um but you know i th- i think basically on his performance on Monday Night Football when he gave that tactical breakdown beating Manchester City, I think people have gone, oh, this guy, actually, maybe we didn't give him the credit that perhaps he's deserving. It's great PR, isn't it? Because obviously he's... Television a, can do that. It still has power. It does, yeah. Obviously, um, he was qualified enough to convince Wolves mm-hmm. to give him the job. Yeah. And what he did at Bournemouth was quite impressive. But yeah, like the way he's turned it around, you know, the last few results have been quite positive. I think... 
the the other thing I suppose that he might end up firefighting again come January is that Pedro Neto is already saying he's not going to leave, which means he's probably going to leave. Yes. <laughs> um, but he has been Neto has been he's outstanding been actually. Yeah. I thought when when Wolves sold Jota mm-hmm. to Liverpool and then Neto, he was kind of they like, crossed over a little bit, but like when he was coming through, I just imagine that right. There's another one that will pluck up, but obviously they're they're kind of. They're a bit more insulated than that than certain other clubs, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Because of the owners and I suppose oh. like the general situation at the club. Mm-hmm. But he's just been outstanding. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he's a skillful, but also has like the roadrunner thing. Is like I'm just going to take the long way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know what you mean. It's pretty yeah. direct, and also when you've got Matthias Cunha in there doing a similar thing, they're a really sort of useful duo. And the direct directness of them is is pretty refreshing, actually, isn't it? And well, you've got that, and you've got Kalajdzic, who's actually yeah. fit now, which yeah, is it's a big deal because he's he's a really good player when he's properly fit. Will he get the goals though? I mean, that's the thing with Wolves. If he's know? if he's fit, I, I, that you're right. That is the nail on the head, Marcus, because mm. that has been their problem for the last couple of seasons: putting the ball in the back of the net. If you've got Neto. Mm. If you've got Cunha, who's sort of, as Jim was describing, kind of cut-price Darwin Nunez, you mm. know, he's brilliant to watch, but is he going to be a guarantee of uh-huh. goals? If if he's starting to get on the the, the goal trail, then then mm. great. I, I kind of think he needs to be the main man. That's his personality. He needs to be yeah. the, the, the centre of the team. And then you add Kalajic to that. All of a sudden, you've got goal options. That's something that Wolves had yeah. had for a while. I don't think Wolves need someone who's going to score 20 goals in a season. They'd mm. love it, obviously, as everyone, everyone would, but I don't think they absolutely need it for what they're aiming for. It's I mean, unlikely it's they would get it. Though. Well, absolutely. But, I mean, you have to grow it yourself, don't you, basically? Mm. But, uh, essentially, at the start of the season, a lot of people were tipping Wolves to go down because we knew they had financial mm. trouble. The situation with Lopetegui was, was difficult. They'd lost a lot of players. But, actually, they've still got... a pretty well-balanced squad with who they've brought in and the yeah. players that, that have been with them for a long time in the Premier League have mm-hmm. a lot of experience and I mean their early form suggests they're going to be very very comfortable and they feel like they're on the up at the moment as well and they yeah. spent a bloody fortune last year Jim it's easy to overlook mm. that they didn't spend it in the summer because they spent it all in January yeah. last year Max Kilman as well is yeah. he was someone that were like also you know possessor of one of the best nicknames in the league in Kilmanjaro mm-hmm. but he um, <laughs> he's someone who like certainly when Wolves were going well he was coming through and there was clearly a bit more about him than simply just being mm-hmm. a head on a stick style centre back you know he's good on the ball he's quite strong yeah um, the fact that he's captain now as well is quite big, and yeah, like he's—I'm not saying England. Don't want to do that to you, Marcus. But he's certainly someone who has a bright future. Well, when Gary O'Neill's England manager. Well, yeah, well, pick his favourites, wouldn't you? Like yeah, Gareth and Harry Maguire. Right. <laughs> Speaking of heads on sticks, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're saying that. Well, we'll get to the Manchester derby in a bit. Um, uh, good news, though, for Wolves fans is that uh, Wolves will be hosting Chelsea on Christmas Eve. Hey, how about Utter that? Utter fucking uh, bollocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's not a little you, Christmas treat from the Premier League. Don't you understand what they're doing? It's, it's absolutely... You love football, you love Christmas, have them both at the same time. It's absolutely, like, you know, part of the Premier League's remit to think... People are spending time at home with their families. Yeah. Get a TV on. Get mm. out there. Yeah, it's the first match on uh, Christmas Eve since 1995. Famously, yeah. very easy to travel on Christmas Eve and not many other people are travelling yeah. on trains yeah, and think, whatnot. You know, so. it's, it's the weekend, isn't it? That's how, how it's fallen this, this way. So, you know, how is it different from any other weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's got anything on on a Saturday? Yeah. It's, it's um, or whatever day it is. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's, mm. it's like, you know, we, we constantly hear about the sort of... the. The demands of the schedule on players and the demands of the of rearranged fixtures on fans because it you know often involves like hotels being rebooked and all, all kinds of different things and 
it's like they don't hear a single word that's ever said about it. There are yeah. so so many complaints about this sort of thing are raised that about how mistreated fans are, or sort of you know how little they're considered, mm. and nothing changes. Like no. I, I'm very confident that a, a, a thousand more shit decisions like this will come come forward in future because they genuinely yeah. do not seem to care. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we had a global pandemic which meant no fans could go to football and we all saw how crap it was without the fans yeah that yeah. wasn't five even five years ago do you know what i mean and even if it was it would still be fresh in the memory it is it, it was very recent and not that we needed that of course but 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 there you go decision makers in the game you had an enormous amount of evidence to show you how important the fans are and then these kind of decisions oh yeah don't worry about that that's gone right back to business absolutely everything around the pandemic said the schedule needs a rethink. Yeah. And the authorities just carried on as if it wasn't well, happening. To be fair, Andy, on that point, they have had a rethink. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it's the first Let's time since 19, 1995 since it's yes. been, So they have had a rethink. Yes. Yeah. Your Honour. It's not like, it's not bright in a way at Newcastle, is it? But it's it's not insignificant, that trip for Chelsea fans. Yeah. Wolverhampton, very easy to. I mean, will HS2 go to Wolverhampton <laughs> by then? I don't know. Not by Christmas Eve, it won't. Not by Christmas Eve. No. Okay. It's time for a break. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It's mad how quick it changed. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So, it, like, for me to go in with, with, with Duncan, obviously Stubbsy, obviously all of them who I've, I've grew up watching, and yeah. to then go and play with them, um, train with them every day, and mm. and play with them, and then so quickly. I remember thinking, these are crap. Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ravel, everybody. I love that so much, so Wayne, Wayne really talking about his time at Everton. It reminded me of that brilliant um, f- footage, if you like, of, of, of Ian Wright uh, when he's just talking to the camera and he was talking about his time at um, Crystal Palace when he eventually gets the trial after many trials and tribulations in his, in his own life. And he gets, you know, he goes from playing like just regular football like we would do. I think people think he was a non-league player and all that. He wasn't. And he goes and trains with the first team at Crystal Palace. And he just said, 
I couldn't believe how slow they were. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he do a Michael Caine impression? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Crystal Palace. Oh, dear. Oh, Master Steve Bruce. Um, so, anyway. I don't want to bury another centre-back. <laughs> Manchester United versus Manchester City Sunday at 3.30 will Manchester United win this one like they won the last league meeting between these two sides 2-1 in January at Old Trafford Vitushin Hantaraja over to you I'm going to go with no I'm going to start with no <laughs> go on Bennett the trepidation I'm going to start with no why uh, and I'll work backwards Okay. Well, Pep Guardiola's Manchester derby record is pretty mixed, actually. One ten, lost seven, drew two. I think that's a surprising stat. Jim. I think if you look at the context of some of those results, mm -hmm. uh, for example, they always when, matter, though. What actually they don't necessarily. When Scott McTominay scored that worldie at Old Trafford, the, the league was basically done for Man City. You know, yeah. they'd already lost it. Uh -huh. um, if you consider also when. Uh, Pogba turned it on <laughs> for that game at yeah. the mm. uh -huh. Etihad Stadium. Is there any um, other ways you can really sap the hope out of Manchester United? No, it's chances? not about it's sapping hope. The, the, trust me, over the last mm. few years, realism is Manchester United's best well, friend. Yeah. And it, we it, can cover the rest of that as well. Sure, yeah. but do you just think Manchester United fans just shouldn't bother watching, is what you're saying? I'm not saying you shouldn't bother watching. That's absolutely not what I'm saying, Marcus. I'm just saying that it's important to give context so that okay. when they clip this up later, it's like, mm. oh, look what this knobhead thinks. <laughs> I'm looking after myself here, really. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I just, I just think if you look at United, how disjointed they are. This is. So the seven losses that Guardiola um, has suffered in the Manchester derby, none of them meant anything. It's not that none of them meant anything. I just think it's important when discussing this game not to look too much at history because mm -hmm. there was a period also when United were very successful. There was against Man City. I don't think well they didn't play as much because Man City weren't in the same division. Mm, I don't yeah. think they should call upon that <laughs> right, this weekend. Okay. And I think the current level of clutching at straws at United is something else yeah you, you know defining everything by like look if you keep that attitude up we'll take your lunch to you well to throw in another stat there Andy which is perhaps more pressing Erling Haaland of course got a, a brace midweek which means he's been involved in 115 goals in his last 100 club appearances now this is a new sort of wave of stat isn't it you're involved in goals yes I want to hear about the goals just the goals give me the goals and that's still impressive yes you know um, but Pep said this guy will score goals all his life but can Harry Maguire stop him? Harry, Jim, Harry, Harry Maguire, Maguire who... A measured response here, not just the crappy ones you see on uh, X. <laughs> you love everything on X. <laughs> some great stuff on X. There's some good stuff on X, to be fair. Harry Maguire, who, of course, Manchester City wanted to sign before uh, United actually Thank signed Thank you for him. reminding mm. us, Andy. Yeah, I mean, can Harry Maguire stop Erling Haaland? I mean, it sounds like a sort of... So it sounds like a loaded question, but he's been in some good form. He's there had some, he's go. had his moments, there hasn't he? I, see, you do I, I think you know, Vish, <laughs> is there not an argument? And I appreciate why you don't want to examine this because you know it's a horrible, daunting prospect when you play City. We all know all about that. Um, but they have been been breached a couple of times this season. They they have um, uh, not completely hit their all conquering stride yet. United have you know there are some. Some sort of green shoots, aren't there, with that imperious win over Copenhagen in the week? Um, <laughs> clean sheet at home. Um, no, but joking aside, we were talking about that after the, the result and, and talking about how 
though it wasn't the most impressive victory, obviously it was a victory. They got it over the line. A couple of big players had big moments. There's positivity. Mm. Also, it is a derby. Mm -hmm. So things are naturally a little bit more unpredictable in that. If you look at Guardiola's seven defeats... literally what you should have said, Vish. The Copenhagen thing. I don't believe it. I mean, the one thing I will... Never stopped you before. The one thing I will say on the Maguire thing is that I think he's quite in quite an interesting spot at the moment. Um because if you think of like how athletes always speak about us coming out of this particular, well, the, this kind of year to year of, of form that Maguire has, they always talk about like having nothing to lose, your back's yeah. against the wall. Yep. And it, they, they get to a moment where they they, re, they kind of remember that this is supposed to be fun. And I think Maguire is in that space at the moment. Now, obviously, like when it comes to athletes in terms of nothing to lose, there's a degree of insulation there. Mm. And obviously, and, and also mitigating factors. So injuries is the reason that Harry Maguire is now starting again. But part of me thinks that, you know, why not? Like, what does he have to lose? I feel like he feel he's he's playing a little bit more liberated now. He's starting to play mm. past his first time instead of just being in his own head mm. about his own form, really. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that that is a, that is a thing in, in terms of his specific battle with Erling Haaland. He probably wakes up in the morning of the game and thinks that like, everyone thinks I'm going to get battered, but what have I got to lose here? Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll help. Maybe Everything if the ball gets him. knocked over the top. To, yeah, to, to a point. But I don't think United are going to. Uh, United won't play like that. The the, the 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 only way. So you know, you talked. Jim talked about the times they were breached. If you think about the Wolves game, um, that relied a lot on pace. United don't have that much pace mm. at yeah. all because they, they don't. They can't get, use the Gary O'Neill template for this. They can't. But they can't, well, they he mm. put it on Sky, didn't we? So we could watch exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Ten Hag watched that for quite a But the pace is a, is, is it, a good it's, point. It's, it's a huge factor. Yeah. Um, and also Marcus Rashford, who is one of United's quicker players going forward, stick him at the back. But he's not. He's not in form. No, he's not. Um, and you can say that the derby might bring something out of him, but it really needs to be there from the off. Hoyland is an interesting one, though. He could be a, a difference maker. It's giving them something else to worry about, and at the very least, keep the ball so they don't have it. Are you saying <laughs> you don't need Haaland when you've got Hoyland at home? Yes. That... Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm yeah. exactly that, that is the yeah. takeaway from what so, Vish so was to, saying. There. To be fair to Marcus Rashford as well, he's you know he has been a streaky player throughout his career, um, but he's quite good for a big moment when you don't expect mm. it from him as well, isn't he? And again, I think it has to be said every single time uh, when we mention those those blips that City have had recently, they are without Rodri. Obviously, and Rodri is available now, and he makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, and United's midfield is a bit dysfunctional at the moment. Isn't it's it, it's as funny. Well? So I was, I was, Casemiro's coming back, which. Even so, his, yeah, his that's form a, hasn't been great, has that's, it? That's a good question. But mm. what you were saying about Rodri, Jim, I, I went to City Brighton last weekend and it was quite interesting. After Rodri got a very needless booking, it was an incredible like, murmur across the crowd, like, oh, shit. What if he gets booked again and misses the, mm. the United game? So it is an absolutely yeah. massive deal. You know, they've come so far since they were incredibly well-funded yet over-reliant on Aguero. Whereas, funnily enough, they're edging towards being quite reliant on someone mm. completely different, a player of a completely different profile. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I think Rodri is the best in the world in that position. And this it creates that situation when, it, when any team has someone who is the best in the world in their position. Like Barcelona would worry without Messi. But it's like, well, look at everyone else. Like it's, mm. yeah, I know you, you should be fine. But so, you know, perhaps it's overthought. But yeah, we'll see. Um, reports suggest that Manchester United are plotting a sensational move to bring. David De Gea back to the club. The thing I love about this is they signed a backup goalkeeper in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, yeah, don't know about this. Fella. I love it how they're plotting. It's like he's your man. 
Yeah. There's no need to plot. Just go and ask him. Oh, we all know what this is. Yeah. Need me back, dear. Oh, it's going to cost you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way the club's run at the moment, it wouldn't be surprised if he yeah. had. But he's, he's been really unfortunate, De Gea, in that obviously he's an elite-level goalkeeper and the elite-level teams who've needed a goalkeeper, like Bayern, he's just really not suited to them But I mean, he, at could, all. he could go somewhere, but perhaps he just doesn't fancy it. I mean, you never know. He's settled where he is and he thinks, well, I've achieved a lot and got a few quid I, whatever the reasons but we do know I don't like he's... the idea of him retiring that would no, be no, really I, sad I don't like that, that would be either. really sad but we don't know what's going on um, of course um, in, his, in his own head but we do know that he's been hanging out with some of his former teammates Bruno Fernandes shared a photo of himself Victor Lindelof Tom Heaton love that Big Heats is in there uh, and Raphael Varane uh, with David Hay of course on Saturday having a coffee with the caption coffee and friends it's always a good choice <laughs> David De Gea replied brothers with a love heart emoji is it a good choice? Because I hate coffee. <laughs> you, can always have, you can always have something. Sometimes, yeah, you can have something, we, sometimes we go for coffee and you have something we else. Do. That's yeah. true. And I do love my friends. Exactly. <laughs> you have a lovely time. It sounds like he's doing an advert for that coffee shop though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does a bit. I also, I think also an advert for friends. Yeah. Look, Although, if you haven't got any friends, I would recommend yeah. them. <laughs> there is precedent. Fernando Torres did an advert for his friend's um, dog training school in Spain. And it is like <laughs> exactly as low budget as you'd expect, but Fernando Torres is in it. So yeah. there is precedent. It's That's like lovely. Anthony Modest had his, his own coffee that he was hawking while he was at Köln and the, the club got really pissed off with him because when he scored a goal he went behind the goal and picked up a bag of the coffee and just oh, showed it about <laughs> set up a cafeteria as a hold on 10 minutes we're <laughs> <laughs> with you in a moment well it, of course it's not all uh, happy times for um, Manchester United players because Jaden Sancho is not being able to have coffee or indeed lunch with any of his friends because his continued exile from the first team squad um, has been making a few headlines this week been revealed that he's even banned from the canteen so his lunch is brought to him in a lunchbox this is actually quite sad really. as time yeah. goes by I'm thinking this is not doing Eric Ten Hag any good it's not It's at, not serving anybody no but I think it's especially like not doing good for Eric Ten Hag mm. because if I was someone who was coming in wanting to take over the football operation of the Ooh. club for example yes. if you don't fancy him if he's not been any good for you don't fall out with him Keep him in Nick. He's a valuable asset. Yeah, yeah. You want to sell him. They have got him to the point where he is absolutely unsellable. Yeah. What they're going to have to do is, because Ten Hag wants rid of him, and because the club, by extension, want rid of him, they are going to have to take pennies on the dollar mm. to get rid of him. They're going to send him out on loan to Juventus or maybe Dortmund, do them a little favour or whatever. They're going to end up paying about 60% of his wages yeah. in order to reinflate him to a level where they only make a little bit of a loss rather than an absolutely massive loss on him. Yeah. I, it's, 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 you're right. It's not doing anyone. Anything. I think I think you've summed that situation up quite well there, Andy. I don't know. I feel like... Oh, if you perhaps were, not. <laughs> if you're a football fan in the 90s yeah. and you take away, you know, the, how horrible this situation is for Jaden Sancho, I do see the appeal of United behaving in that sort of manner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might get bored of it at some point, but no, it's just not happening. <laughs> More of the same. When, uh, you know, you know, sometimes a story runs long enough that you can have too much detail. So, like yeah. the, so you know, the lunchbox side of it is like, it's just all quite unedifying anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, what... the lunchbox is quite infantilising as well, isn't it? Yeah. It makes it sound like it's a United branded lunchbox. It's all right, have an apple and a little sandwich. And that's it. The food that's in a lunchbox is hardly likely to be nice or nutritious. Well, oh, I don't know. You say that. That's a big accusation. I Andy. used to. Sorry, a bit off topic here. And damning I, for your own kids. Yeah. yeah. I used to steal chocolate bars from my house 
Well, thank goodness you shut um, your house, you little and and take, take them into to lunch because I was I was never really that happy with my pack lunch, and I would. <laughs> This is this sounds worse now. I'm gonna say it out loud, and I would trade them for bits of other people's lunches. That doesn't sound that bad. Is it oh, entrepreneurial? Entre- I well, thought so. Right, yeah. was, okay. it, was it? Dogs I don't think it was. I, th- I think I was. It was a bit Manchester United now entrepreneurial. <laughs> I was sitting in my own house <laughs> and, and trading <laughs> for bits of other people's lunch. Is yeah. this what the Glazers are doing in the NFL or whatever they own? No, the Glazers will come to my house and take my Kit Kat bars. That's what I mean. No, they're taking yeah. Manchester United. But actually, Vish, it's their house. But. To go back to to being serious, one of the one of the emerging um, nuggets within the story is Ten Hag's insistence that Sancho apologises to him face to face. Yeah, despite the fact that they have had meetings where Ten Hag has tried to explain, you know, his comments after Arsenal about his lack of pressing, his lack of effort in training, and stuff like that. And so sometimes the apology comes with someone's behaviour rather than necessarily their words, with I their actions rather. So like. If Sancho is willing to have those conversations with you, mm-hmm. is that do you not already have an idea in your head of his contrition? Mm. Do you really need? Yeah, exactly. Do you really need him to say to you, "I'm sorry, sir"? Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, as you, as Jim said before, it's in, infantilizing it. It's also just a little bit of, of a man taking himself a bit too seriously, it even does... though it's a very serious job and he's doing it in a very no, serious we way. Get that. But I think this has on. been blown up just way. Yeah. It's been so badly managed. If 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 Sancho mm. again, there could be a reason that we don't know. Um, but from the information that we're given, this just looks so badly managed, as, as yeah. Andy were talking about it, but we must move on. Uh, gentlemen, West Ham versus Everton is on Sunday at 1pm. West Ham's 17-match unbeaten run in Europe finally came to an end last night, losing 2-1 mm. at Olympiacos. Uh, Olympiacos welcomed them with a huge TIFO that read, Tonight, you dine in hell. Raises lots of questions, this, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Why, I don't know why hell would be catered. <laughs> Also, are Olympiacos the waiters in this scenario? It seems that way, doesn't it? Because as you pointed out when we were talking about this earlier, it comes from 300, doesn't it? Well, there's a line Gerard Butler says that, you know, Spartans tonight, we dine in hell. But that implies that they're going to go down to hell, beat everyone up and then Mm. nick all their food. (laughs) Tonight, you dine in hell. Well, Very different. I mean, that line from Gerard Butler was, you know, spoilers before they all died. So does Olympiacos expect to lose the or West Ham? I suppose they wanted West Ham are going to lose it. Yeah. So they so they they need to have a rethink. The, so the devil's the proprietor. Yeah. Mm. But they're running the rest. They're just running the restaurant. I think so. I mean, the food might be awful. Presumably, if there is a canteen in hell and you yeah. have to go, oh, to it, the food's it's, horrible. It's Greece. It's going to be really good, isn't it? No, not the bit of. Not the bit of hell under Greece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite a story. You're thinking, of, you're thinking of above, you're thinking of above ground Greece. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say. Also, I like, what, you know, what, what would they? So West Ham dining in hell. By the way, we do need the tail back an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, specials are on the ball. Who knows? Uh, but but West Ham lost the game. Um, I quite enjoyed the first Olympiacos goal. It looked mm. like a toe punt, proper toe punt. Yeah, as well the type you haven't seen since you did one at school. <laughs> exactly. It was a, a fantastic finish. It's a handy weapon if it can be utilised well. Also, I can't believe Costas Fortunis who scored that goal is only 32. Yeah. He's been playing for a very, very, very long time. There's a bit of a Gerard Butler vibe about him. Yeah, Yeah, maybe, right? Well, you have to make a deal with the devil if you want to work in his restaurant. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Just front of house so I can escape any time. Oh, as Meatloaf knows, it's not that easy. Um, Bat out of hell. Um, uh, Great reference. Um, But was it better better than Lucas Pecatar's goal, Andy? (laughs) 
No, that was a banger. I, like, totally wasted on the Europa yeah. League, really, if we're being honest. Uh, a consolation goal, yeah. What a shame. So it, certainly wasted on a consolation in the Europa League group match. Yes, yeah, would, frust- yeah, frustrating as well, because, um, you know, West Ham rallied a bit at the end, but they were well beaten as they well. They were. Um, a bit of travel for West Ham, of course, getting back mm. to old London town. But, the, but against Everton at home, you would expect them to be victorious, would you, Jim? You'd think, but they've... I th- They've not done particularly well after the Europa League games this season, have they? So that might be a little bit of a sticky one for them. And West Ham generally have defended very badly this season, Mm. which I think leaves them quite vulnerable in a a game like this, especially with Everton starting to have some punch up front. Are we expecting a Sean Dyche masterclass? We shall have to wait and see. Um, Big news uh, surrounding Everton, of course, um, as we've mentioned before, is that the Premier League have uh, recommended a 12-point deduction as maximum punishment if Everton are found guilty of breaching financial rules. Now, Everton believe that they have complied with the rules. But this is something, I mean, there's obviously, yeah. they've had a bit of a rough time anyway, Everton, as seems to be the case um, every season. But this would be a particularly low point if they are found guilty, because of course they believe that they are not guilty. Yeah, too. it would be potentially absolutely huge, wouldn't it? And it's, it's inter- interesting that it's the Premier League recommending it, uh, which, mm. which you would suggest is probably quite bad news for Everton. They're upset about this. Um, well, they say particularly the timing punishment. of it as well. They say um, maximum punishment, of yes, course. Yes, absolutely. Could, because maybe some people thought it could be worse. Yeah, there would be presumably discretion within that based on the independent independent body that um, are um, dealing with this. But, um, I mean... It probably won't happen, right? It's only happened twice in Premier League history. Once was Portsmouth when they went into administration and one was, was Middlesbrough when they, they couldn't fulfil a fixture, which actually, if you look at the details of it, is incredible. But you harsh. can't say it probably won't happen. Whether It will be decided on whether they're guilty or not. Whether, it doesn't matter how Indeed, many times. But, but yeah. what, why I bring that up, though, is that um, that is the most extreme result available to to the panel, isn't it? So we don't know whether that will happen. Like I say, it's interesting that the Premier League themselves seem to be pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I guess we'll see. It's, it's a horrible thing for them to have hanging over them. Speaking of investigations, though, uh, have you seen that uh, FIFA have announced the closure of criminal proceedings against its president, Gianni Infantino, uh, this week? Infantino said, this is a full and clear victory for me, uh, for the new FIFA, and for justice. It is now clear that the accusations against me uh, were mere attempts by poor, uh, envious and corrupt people to attack my reputation. Today, I feel a little bit innocent. <laughs> Today, I feel rich. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you get the email with this statement? It felt like... That goes into my spam, Andy. It, 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 it did feel like mad spam. Yeah. Oh, honestly, you're like, I can't believe this is an official FIFA statement in this tone. Yeah. yeah. I, um... I can't believe what Johnny Infantino is saying about you. Click here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a clear victory for justice and for him as well. Absolutely. So yeah, um, yeah. It's um, I, I can't sort of say what I want to say because it it would say it. No, I can't uh, say it. I wish the result had gone the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I, I, I can't say that because I don't know. Obviously, Look, so, this is the judicial. Marcus, process. top three FIFA presidents. Well, uh, <laughs> I can only think of a couple, and uh, the, the, uh, yeah. So we've got. I mean, I'd have Blatter above him. Yeah. So Stanley Rouse was he's, FIFA president, he's was he? Currently dining in hell. He is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, so Stanley Rouse. 
Was he FIFA president? Yeah, he was. Joao Avalanche. There you go. Yeah, I could only yeah. name three, but there, as long as he's not in there. So if anyone wants some background on this, what it was actually about was the Swiss authorities had been investigating contact between Inventino and, and a guy called Michael Lauber, who was the Swiss Attorney General. Um, but he resigned after a court concluded. He mm. covered up a meeting with Infantino and lied to his supervisors while his office investigated corruption mm-hmm. at FIFA, yeah. right? So um, Infantino has been found innocent of that, right? But, it's fair to say it objectively looks like there is a case to answer there, right? <laughs> yeah. So Infantino, if he had anything about him, should welcome this attempt mm-hmm. to, or welcome this opportunity to prove that wrong, mm-hmm. to sort of, you know, yep. d- demonstrate the transparency that FIFA are, co- FIFA are constantly saying they now have. But instead, he's acted like this absolute despot child. And it, exactly. just, it just seems so, so mm-hmm. unserious. And it yeah. demonstrates the exact opposite of what they're claiming they're about now. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> and well said, Jim. Well said. All right, everybody. It's time for the Football Ramble Acker with Betfair. With Betfair, you can build your football accumulators this season with their 90-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out at 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. So today and every Friday, each of us will choose our own weekend Premier League game and build an Acker of four match odds 90 bets. Jim, you kick us off. I do. Uh, I'm sorry to say it, mate, but I'm going to go for Brighton to beat Fulham. I know Fulham did the double over Brighton last season, but they might eye a little bit of revenge. That was last season with Mitrovic. (laughs) Well, indeed. Uh Um, Andy? Uh, Wolves to beat Newcastle United. Oh! Mm. Big Sasha is going to get involved. Like I said, I I think Newcastle will be a little bit leg-weary after this week. I see. Vish? I'm going, well, my game is the Manchester derby and I'm going for a Man City win because if it comes through, charity wins and if it doesn't, I win. (laughs) There we are. All right, Infantino. Um, I'm going to go for Bournemouth to beat Burnley. So there we are in uh, the Big B derby. Um, So uh, (laughs) so to to summarise that, uh, Brighton are going to beat Fulham, Wolves are going to beat Newcastle, Man City are going to beat Manchester United and Bournemouth are going to beat Burnley. I say going to because this is the weekend that we're going to get four out of four, everybody. A £10 bet with Betfair. On that returns, £166.11. And if we win all that money, we'll go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK. UK. Remember, with Betfair this season, you can place a bet on their match odds 90 markets. Your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes, but that are then undone by some stoppage time drama won't be affected. That's the same for our Ramble Acker every week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18 to get involved. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to BeGambleAware.org. Right. It's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Jack's Encyclopedia and oh. I'm on the ones and twos. It's such a shame a great competitor like you is not playing. <laughs> it's a simple game of categories. If you go too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's impression of Phil Neville at the beach, which will leave you seven <laughs> seconds. That's such a great gag, Great gag. Jim stormed <laughs> to seize the lineal belt last week in controversial, controversial circumstances. circumstances. Um, we'll go from left to right. So, Marcus, your first category, mm. the 20 teams that have been relegated the most times in English Football League history. Oof. 20 teams that have been relegated the most times in English Football League history. Marcus, you're going first. Norwich City. 
Norwich City. In at 13. <laughs> Andy Brassel. Can I take Crystal Palace? Yeah. You know what? You can take Crystal Palace. But I'm afraid oh, it's no. not correct. Crystal oh. Palace is wrong. Andy Brassel is wrong. Jim. West Bromwich Albion? West oh, nice one. Mm. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Because it is number 20. Number 20. With 11 relegations. 11 of the buggers. Um, Marcus, it's, just, it's a two-man game now, Marcus. Wigan Athletic. Wigan, Wigan, Wiggisn't. <laughs> on the list. Oh. Um, Fulham? Fulham. I couldn't bear myself to say it. And we oh. still have a ball game. Fulham are not there. Okay. So we have one last go, don't you we? You do have one last we go. Each, Marcus, you're back in the game. Give me a name. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Oh, no. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I really enjoyable doing it after he says something. Go on. Sunderland. Sunderland. Oh, surely. You've called Sunderland. You've got Sunderland. Yeah. Yes. Campbell will win. 11 relegations. Just to run through the full list of the ones you didn't get. Barnsley. This is just an alphabetical order. Alphabetical order, by the way. Barnsley, Birmingham City, Bolton Wanderers, Bristol City, Burnley, Cardiff City, Derby, Grimsby Town, Leicester City, Man City, Middlesbrough, Millwall, Notts County, Plymouth Argyle, Reading, Sheffield Wednesday, and Stoke City. The most relegations on that list, Grimsby Town, Birmingham City have 14, mm-hmm. and then a few teams tied on 11. Funny when you read all those teams out, you go, yeah, Man City are in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Category two, Andy, you're going first here. The okay. 15 managers who've made the best starts in Premier League history. That's <laughs> nine games after being appointed. So it doesn't have to necessarily be from the start of the season. It is the first nine games after they were hired. Could I take Ange Postacoglu? You could. <laughs> you could, sir, and you'll be correct, sir. Can I take Josep Guardiola? Josep Guardiola. You can have that as well. 20 points for the baldy, baldy bouncer. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got? I've surely Marcus. got to go for Jose Mourinho, haven't you I? You do have to go for Jose Mourinho, and I'll tell you why, because it's correct. Mm-hmm. With 20 points from Chelsea in 04 05. Antonius Brassel. From the start of a season. From no, the, when they were appointed. The they were appointed. They were I know what you're doing. <laughs> Unai Emery. Unai Emery is... Correct. Well played. Sort of that. <laughs> <laughs> Unai Emery oh, right is Arsenal 21 points in the 2018-19 season. Oh, Jimbo. I will go for um, then-Chelsea manager Antonio Conte. Oh. Antonius mm. Conteus is... <laughs> Rongo. Ah, he is Rongo. not on that oh. list. Uh, Marcus. I'll go for Carlo Ancelotti then. Carlo Ancelotti is on the list with 21 points in the 09 10 season for Chelsea. <laughs> it's not who you said. Well, Andy Brassel. Joe Kinnear. Oh! What a lovely bench. It's a lovely bench. It's bollocks, obviously. <laughs> but, um, it's a lo- lovely to hear his name. Anyway, so Marcus, you need this to win the points. Can I win this with Tim Sherwood? Can you win it with Tim Sherwood? I tell you what, you can. You can. Oh, what a You flex. absolutely can. <laughs> yeah, oh. Timmy, baby. I've what, never felt this so good ever. Said win record second to none. Mm. Um, <laughs> as you can imagine, a few Chelsea uh, managers in there. Avram Grant. Love that. 20 points in 07, 08. Oh, Felipe Scolari, similarly, 20 points in 08, 09. Frank Clark. 
Nottingham Forest, 94, 95, 21 points. Gusidin, another Chelsea manager. John Gregory at Villa. Mauricio mm. Sarri, also a Chelsea manager. Mike Walker at Norwich, 22 Oof. points in 92, 93. Oh, and Skeletor man. himself, Thomas Tuchel, with 21 points <laughs> in Chelsea's 2021 season. Perfect. Right, one all in, between. In, in uh, Brentford's uh, season. Tommy Frank, did you yeah, say? Yeah, no, Tommy Thomas Tuchel. Tuchel. I thought he said Thomas Frank for a minute no, there. He doesn't look like Skeletor. No, he doesn't. That was very harsh. Um, so it's one point to Marcus, one point to Jim. Andy, yet to get off the mark. And our last category, managers Wayne Rooney has played a game under Oof. at both club. And sorry to do this for Andy and Jim, but country as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, that includes caretakers. It does exclude youth team managers. And Jim, you are up first. I'm going to go for um, David Moyes. David nice Moyes one. is correct. Everton and Manchester United. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex Ferguson, you say. That's correct, obviously. Sven Joran Eriksson. Sven Joran Eriksson, yep. Damn you, Andy. Okay, so um, Roy Hodgson. Roy Bloody Hodgson, that is correct. Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Fabio Capello. Nice. Fabio Capello. Nice. Ryan Giggs. Oh. Oh, nice. Good, good shout, Marcus. Louis Van Hal. Louis Van Hal's Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many left? You have what is three, four, five, six, seven left. Oh, Roberto Martinez. Roberto Martinez is incorrect, oh. Andy. What a sham you've made of yourself in yeah. this game. Thank Steve God it's not me. McLaren. McLaren. Steve McLaren. Yes, mm. England. Gareth Southgate. <gasps> correct. So, Jimbo. Oh, she's a. Frank Lampard. Oh, and it means Marcus has the chance to win it. Marcus Speller, you need this. I do. To take the game and the lineal belt from Jim's waist. Um. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. Howard Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Wilkinson is wrong, Jimbo. <laughs> You're back in the game. There are one, two, three, four, five answers left. Marco Silva? <gasps> and Marcus has it back. Match point back in Marcus's hands. I don't know why I got emotional at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Oh, oh, Ronald Coleman is correct. Fortunately, when you said Marco Silva, it jumped my memory. Very surprised none of you got Ben Olsen at DC United. Yeah. More for you. Sam Allardyce at Everton and England. Do you know oh, what? That was God. it. I, was, I, oh, I was, couldn't remember. I thought there's a, an England manager remission. I went for Wilkins because I thought, was it caretaker business? And in a way, it was. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, you know, right way to think about it. Stuart Pearce. That was the England. other one I had. Yeah. That was the other one. Yeah, and I thought he wasn't given the reins for a full game, was he? And the last one, Philip Koku at Derby County. Mm. 
It's that's a lovely where I was little going category, with In case that sounded deranged, but it was, of course, wrong. Oh dear. Well, there we are, everybody. Um, also, last one, which ooh. you, which you could have, sorry, sorry. we probably couldn't have got because I don't know if it technically um, qualifies. Mm. When Rooney obviously played under himself. Well, that would have been that controversial, would have been wouldn't it? And it wouldn't um, have been allowed. We wouldn't have needed it because this was a victory for me, it was a victory for FIFA, and it was a victory for justice. <laughs> so and, thank you very much. And Britain, I thought. Uh, definitely, always a victory for them. Us, should I say. Uh, thus, uh, the ends of the Football Ramble. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair, part of the Edgar's Graden Network. Follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. Such a prick must. Come on. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. The keys are in the lock. The gate is open. Get yourselves out there. Get your pit ball on. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank, Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you for doing Antaraja. Can I also quickly say that Marcus was the only person I used the Goldgasm music on because I wanted to fluster him and he still won. Uh, you so used that's <laughs> you used it on Andy as well. Yeah. Um, but you're right, I did win. Have a good one. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. The Euros are just around the corner. And if you're excited about the festival of football that's to come, make sure you're listening to On the Continent across this summer's European Championships. Join me, Andy Brassel, Dot Nadabio, and a host of other expert European football journalists for everything you need to know about one of the most eagerly anticipated summer tournaments in ages. We'll have shows dedicated to answering your burning questions, a breakdown of the potential winners from all over the continent, and we'll be reacting to the biggest matches as soon as they happen. It's a European football summer, and we've got everything you need. Search On The Continent in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Frank de Boer speelt the ball. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.